Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Saw Goodman, the better. Better Call Saw podcast. My name is Brian, and with me, as always, is Luscious Dave. Dave, how you doing? I'm feeling pretty good. Um, the my my Cubbies just hit a walk off grand slam to win the ball game. I'm oh, gotcha, Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> I get stuff. They, I get it. They did it you earlier know, in the year, and it had been like 50 years since it happened, and they just did it again like a month later. Ah. You know, and that's not even due to my due to my ignorance of sports that I didn't get that. Just for some reason, my brain didn't didn't connect there, even though it was like the most obvious thing ever. Cubbies, they're pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of It's All Good, man. Glad to be here. It's a little late here in Chicago, but that's okay. Dave and I are going to chat with you about episode four hundred two, titled "What Dave Breathe." Breathe, yes, that, which indeed. I couldn't do after watching that baseball or listening to the baseball game. No, <laughs> uh, real quick before we jump in, Dave, what what did you think about um, this episode? Um, I I was kind of thinking that Nacho's not the only one with some uncharacteristic qualities happening. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it seems like they're they're taking some characters in some unexpected directions in the okay. way they're reacting to some situations. Awesome. Maybe okay. contrived, maybe natural. I don't know how people react in stressful situations because I don't get stressed out. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> it's a total lie. I, I do. <laughs> you get a, you get a little on edge sometimes. I get flustered. I can get flustered. Yeah. All right. Cool. Fair assessment of the episode. Yeah. Uh, we we could chat more about that as we go through. So that was uh, the sorry, plan. That's called yeah. the foreshadowing. Nice. Nice. Uh, we'll go ahead and give you one point for that. Good job. Good oh, job I forgot for about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a point. Um, all right. So we open up with Hector's uh, EKG machine. And uh, I, I one, we kind of talked about this in preview with the prior, which was out earlier today. I'm assuming by the time people are listening to this, Dave, if you get on the stick. That's on me. Be- <clears throat> That's okay. on me. Busy week. Busy so, week. Yeah, so Monday morning, which theoretically is this morning of people listening to it, but tomorrow morning as we record this, um, you know, I, I kind of talked about in preview with the prior that I'd like to see it open up like just seconds after Jimmy's uh, filling the fish tank and whistling Dixie while Hamlin's yeah. heart is breaking. But we didn't get that. We got Hector basically on a on a on a hotel stretcher, right? Uh, well, in but, his room, he's in he's in his room being yeah. examined. Or what a hotel stretcher? What the fuck is that? I mean, a hospital stretcher. Yeah, totally. hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Hospital bed. Right, hospital bed. Thank you. Yes, sir. there you go, sir. Thank you. Did you get what was happening right away? That was kind of interesting. No, I didn't. Uh, because you would think it would have been obvious because they carted carted away, you know, Hector, but. Um, now I feel like I'm always thrown off because right, like the first episode, apparently Jimmy and Kim's apartment was on fire, even though it really wasn't. So I thought it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, it seems like it would be obvious that it'd be picking up with him at the hospital at first with the EKG uh, machine. Mm-hmm. But um, but then I was like, no, this might be another. Like maybe this is just what they're doing this season. Is these completely <laughs> like like <laughs> left like left field wipes or something you know so right. i was skeptical i was skeptical i, I was kind of on it i was i was i was like okay this is hector's room mm-hmm. and then you know the guy sneaking around 
in the dark. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is one hell of a second opinion. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what's why, happening. Uh, why did they scrape his feet? Was that just to see if he reacted? That's what I thought. I, th- I thought it was a, a reflex test. Yeah, and, and it, it might have been. But then I, my, my initial, I thought they were like swabbing his feet or something at first. I'm like, why would they do that? And then I was like, oh, maybe that was the back of the pen to see if he reacts. But it, it seemed a lot more methodical than just trying to test if somebody would react to it, right? It was like almost how a doctor would like take a, you know, like swipe something because it was very deliberate and very methodical. So it seemed like it was like Al- to almost me. Almost like taking a sample. Yeah, 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 yeah. It seemed it was like. One of them was a doctor or something that's done that a million times before. So it was a lot more technical than just a henchman sitting in a dark room scraping right. somebody's feet to get a reaction. You know what I mean? So that's what threw me off before we found out what was really going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because then I was like, why are they taking a sample of feet? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> or, or, you know, like, I was like, I, I don't really get that. But, um, but I don't know. But, I mean, that was just my initial impression. So some other yeah. impressions I had is uh, – one, if you look out the window, the hospital is conveniently located next to a McDonald's, which is nice. Which is nice. Well, because when you're recovering from a trip to the hospital, the first thing you want to do is eat right. Right, exactly. Yeah. And if there's anything healthy. that national television has taught us is that McDonald's is a healthy option. Right, yeah, totally. You you definitely go to McDonald's for the healthy meal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like a healthy meal with large fries. <laughs> <laughs> I want a healthy meal with extra nutrients. Super size. Super size those omega 3s. <laughs> uh, the, the other, uh, I have two other thoughts. Uh, one of my main thoughts was when, when it panned out and you saw like the two henchmen standing in the window and you know they got to like, they shut off the pen light as the, the night nurses or night doctors like walk through the disorderlies yeah they're nice what what was their plan (laughs) like what was the game plan from obviously the main plan is don't get caught but what was their plan had those people had to come into that room for whatever reason i i i think the plan is just to rush them i guess like if they walk through the door, I wonder if they're going to be like, "Oh my, I did not leave my keys here." <laughs> the, the damn, damnedest thing! I thought I dropped my cell phone. I, I thought I left my phone charger. <laughs> I had to come back and get it. Why do you have a chart? Then, uh, clipboard. What, what? I'm supposed to be here. Let me ask I have a you clipboard. this, sir. Let me ask you why. Why? Let me ask you why. Why? Why do you have a chart, sir? Huh? So you didn't expect that. <laughs> um, and then lastly. Uh, okay, oh, so everybody, I'm getting poor connection. Everybody talks Hold about on, like Brian, better call Saul. I'm getting poor connection. Are you connected to Wi-Fi? I am connected to Wi-Fi. You're freezing pretty good. Well, I'm connected to Wi-Fi, and essentially, so, so I called you through Facetime over the Wi-Fi. So if you're connected, well, to Wi-Fi, I'm connected. It shouldn't be an issue. I'm connected to Comcast, so it probably it's probably the issue. <laughs> it's all good, man. Hey, it's all good, man. You know what? And it's so clear now. Uh, I can hear that there's a cricket somewhere in your vicinity. Well, you know what? That's just because we tell all these bad jokes. Mm-hmm. Right. So <laughs> we good. have a built-in sound effect for our bad jokes tonight. Right. <laughs> all right. You ready? Yeah. Quick disclaimer, Dave and I had like a five-minute technical hiccup there, so if I'm picking up halfway through a thought, my bad. But my last thought is everybody talks about how when Saul got introduced into Breaking Bad, he was in the desert and the whole like, it wasn't me, it was uh, Ignacio thing. Yeah. Uh, This is probably that. This whole, this whole, uh, 
poisoning of Hector and getting a stroke because of Nacho's pills. Yeah. This is this is probably the reason Saul says that. That's my prediction. Uh, and I feel like it might be the most obvious one that somehow Saul gets involved, or Jimmy obviously gets involved in all this, and this is the exact circumstance that he's talking about when he's in the desert with Walt and Jesse. I disagree. So he th- okay, just hear me out. I'm just saying, I feel like, so when he feels that he's being abducted with a bag over his head by Gus, who just put a bag over <laughs> right. somebody said to, to kill him and he says it wasn't me it was Ignacio I say it comes back or it comes back to this that's that's what I think that's a bold prediction I like well, it I mean it makes it makes a lot of sense I think it makes a lot of sense anyway I, I like that a lot I like that prediction a hell of a lot actually mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's accurate if this is the last season then yeah I can see that maybe um, but I think it's going to be something more drug related. Because Saul, they don't even know who Saul is yet, right? Tuco does. Right. Because Tuco right, had to deal with him. Right. But that doesn't mean that Jimmy can't gain knowledge of it and become a victim of circumstance. I'm just saying it'll come back to this. I'm just saying somehow, especially because uh, Jimmy's kind of getting more brazen with his criminal activity, right? Yeah. Like he went from like kind of like mischief to. Um, well, I don't know. I guess he's just being more emboldened and kind of becoming more of the character that we all know. Right. So I'm just saying my prediction would be is this is the thing that he thinks is being pinned on him is this whole situation. It all comes back to this. Okay. I like it. I like it. Okay. Okay. Opening credits, the lawyer up car. So I watched it, you know, and I had the, you know, the Cadillac with the lawyer up license plate and shit but um not only was it more black and white it seemed like the screen vertical hold rolled rolled more than it typically does too ah yeah so i think i think it's pretty obvious when whenever they just decide that they're done with all this the last season everything's going to be black and white and super shitty like on a vcr then we we pick back up like the morning after hamlin's confession and such and we see jimmy's actually in super high spirits uh after hamlin's visit He's uh, got job interviews lined up, apparently. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, Kim is uh, pretty perplexed by his behavior, I feel. Well, I like I like the Jack LaLanne juicer he's got going on, because remember when juicing was like the big thing back in the, the aughts? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's very uh, time accurate, I guess yeah. you could say. And this, period, this, period accurate. This was uh, my moment of like, God damn it! That scene with Howard confessing didn't continue, you right? Know, um, they just right, there was, moved on from it, right? Because there was a little bit of hope there, right? Because it opened up with Hector in the hospital, and then the whole time you're thinking, okay, well, when they get back to it, it's going to be seconds after. But right. no, sure, shit, we never get to see how how that progressed. You know, like maybe Howard was just like, well, okay, <laughs> just like. Like, oh, I think I'm going to go home, take a bubble bath, and get catch myself some Z's. And then just like went home and went to sleep or something. Jimmy is very sprightly for the hour, by the way. I love using that mm-hmm. phrase. I just want to th- say that. And Well, uh, he's, he's, he's re-energized, right? Because he has Hamlin's sad feelings to fill his... <laughs> to feast off of. Uh, yeah, to feast off of. So he, he's, like ready to, he's like ready to go. Right. But Kim's kind of perplexed by his behavior because she's like, dude, you can chill out and 
take some time to process what exactly is going on. And Jimmy's like, nope, no time. Yeah, well, I thought, and and I'm, and I'm still thinking that you know the whole way Kim reacted to his feel goodness in the the one scene that um, he's trying to avoid her, so he's just like getting out the door mm-hmm. real early. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Might That's be, a good point. I was probably wrong about that though. I think he really was just he was wanting to get out and start the day and get a job, or maybe he saw that as like his opportunity to start over of sorts, right? Because like he kind of. You know, he he no longer holds the burden of his brother, and then he also kind of, in a way, vanquished his enemy. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. right. Right? So it's just time to start over. Get going. Get the show on the road. That's right. That's right. right. The Jimmy McGill show. Better call Jimmy McGill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we move into picking up with Nacho's dad, Manuel. Nacho's dad and, in the big truck. Yeah. Uh, apparently Nacho is Batman. Why would he? Like, <laughs> he's just standing there in the dark. <laughs> what the fuck is that all about? I, I have a feeling that I'm going to say this a lot more this season than in previous seasons because it's more dramatic that way. Ah, uh, yeah, right. I'm, I'm seeing that like, happen a lot. I'm seeing a lot of the same camera angles. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this infatuation with cars driving up to the camera in this episode. It happens like four times. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's some other things that I was like, wow, that's really good timing when, like, uh, later on when uh, Jimmy and Kim are making out on the couch, uh, a fish just happens to swim in front of the camera right before it, it goes on. And then there's, like, another time as they pan through past the fish take again, it, like, blubs. It's like, bloop. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I'm like, good. That that fish take has perfect comedic, time, comedic timing. <laughs> <laughs> All I was thinking was how many times did they do that take? Right, right. And how happy uh, was Bob Odenkirk to have to make out with Kim, to make out with Ray <laughs> Seahorn over right. and over again until the fish swims into frame. Right. <laughs> uh, but back to Nacho. So, yeah, so he's Batman, and he's waiting in the dark for reasons. <laughs> and and uh, Manuel comes in, kind of intense, doesn't, doesn't even want to talk or look at him. Well, he did throw him out of his house the last time they talked. Yeah, I know, but I, I just feel that the acting was was like super good because it was like yeah, oh no, totally. I, I noted that. I, I even said like, okay, I didn't write it down, but yeah, <laughs> I noted that like the the whole uh, intensity and the ignoring for purpose and stuff was like it was real. Mm-hmm. I don't know, that was a really good job. Totally right, totally. I also wrote. Um, those are some crisp dollar bills. <laughs> when he picks them up, they're very <laughs> they're very crinkly. Right, I find it. I find it weird that an auto mechanic shop wouldn't have any like soft, crinkled dollar bills. They were all like super crisp. And when he hit the table with them, it was like like opening a new pack of paper. It was just like. I'll refer like to. Like, <laughs> I'll refer to my previous comment. It's more dramatic that way. Mm-hmm. And isn't it illegal to use actual currency? In uh, yes, it in, is in TV shows yeah. and stuff. Yeah, there's a company that actually uh, their whole thing is that they make fake Hollywood money. They're like certified ah. through the government. I was going to say, it would be kind of interesting if there was a printer that existed that you could use for counterfeit money. Mm-hmm. More foreshadowing. Right. Nice. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, it's good. So it's kind of a kind of a good moment there where, uh, you know, the dad insists that Nacho takes the money. Nacho mm-hmm. takes the money. And he begins to walk out, and I kind of chuckled a little bit because they're they're obviously not on speaking terms, even though like Nacho's trying to prod his father, 
to discuss this with him, you know, because he even tells him, like, nobody's coming for the money. Mm-hmm. And his dad just stands there until he takes it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I like it when, <laughs> like, I notice when, <laughs> when his Michael Mando's acting cracks me up because when his dad called out and he's like, Miho, now I like it that, like, the face I got from Nacho, who's now, like, you know, the focus of the frame, was. It was almost as if he was now annoyed that his dad was calling to him. <laughs> like, almost like it was like another day, like where you're like, hey, I'm going to go ride my bike with my friends. And then as you get to the door and your mom's like, you know, like, like wear a jacket. It, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, OK. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like he takes like that deep, like, <sighs> like, and I, I know there's probably some relief there because he's probably like, oh, you know, like, oh my God, what is he going to say? But the way, the way it came off to me at first was like, it was like almost he had that like annoyance that a child has with their parents when they right. call for him one last time when they're on the way to do yeah. something. Stop momming me, mom. And I, I'd like to think, right. I'd like to think that's what they were going for because if so, I think that was great, subtle humor. Yeah, totally. But if there wasn't what they were going for, then I totally misinterpreted <laughs> So everybody, So everybody out there on Twitter... And uh, Facebook and on the website and on TV time. We're on TV time. We forgot about that. Oh, yeah. TV time. It's been a year and a half. Uh, you folks out on TV time, please let us know. We, we, we check all that shit and you'll make it in a preview episode uh, if your comment's good enough or even just there usually. <laughs> so like, <laughs> but like, what do you, what do you think? As, as Manuel called out to Nacho, was Nacho kind of more annoyed in like a childish fashion or was he more nervous about how what his dad was actually gonna hit him with when he responded? But you know, but then Manuel, you know, brings up a good point. When when is this gonna end for you? Which is something you know, very very fatherly, and I enjoyed that little bit. That was when I really kind of was like, man, this is a really good scene. Honestly, like I I like that. I didn't want them to end with them not speaking, and he just walks out. I like the right. fact that he still pulls out that dad moment. And he's like, well, you know, when's it when's it over for you, dude? Like, when when yeah. do I when do I get my son back? Kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Right. Heavy. It's pretty heavy. It's a heavy relationship yeah. that's headed south quickly. Indeed. Indeed. I've, I've been there. I've been there with my dad. <laughs> when you were running drugs for Hector? Yeah. Well, it wasn't Hector Salamanca, but I was definitely running drugs through his shop once. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> never do that. What? Watch your dad. Watch your dad's shop get raided tomorrow. Because <laughs> <of that. laughs> then you have to explain to your dad what you're, the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> but, um, next scene: Jimmy's on his way to his interview with the printing company. I love how his car bottomed out as he entered the parking garage. Of course, because his esteem yeah. is bottoming out. Ah, <laughs> it's the <laughs> metaphor that just keeps going. And uh, so is the hair thing. I like how he pulls like he's got a little strand of hair. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> Jimmy knows his printers, notably from his time in the in the mailroom. Yeah, and, and it, it correct great great writing on that because mm-hmm. I wouldn't think about that. You know that like, he's spent so much time in these shithole jobs. He's dealt with these printers, and uh, he mm-hmm. knows how vital they are to the success of a business. Totally. You know, and and for a while there, I I couldn't tell if Jimmy was being an asshole or trying to be charmingly flippant i think i didn't pick up on that at all i think he was well he was trying to sell himself mm -hmm. you know 
Well, just the, just the way that he answers some things when they were talking about children when he was looking at the wall of junk, and he's like, yeah, you know, kids these days, they're all with their hacky sack and video games. And I think even back then, probably <laughs> hacky sack wasn't that big of a deal, or at least in Chicago it wasn't. No. Like, that's that's more of like an early 90s thing, I think. But so it, I don't... It was like he was intentionally trying to sound hip in an ironic fashion. But you know? I can't speak to the culture in Albuquerque in that time period. That's true. I bet there was That's a true. lot of hacky sacking going on. Yeah. Out in that desert. It's like when they said, uh, you know, counterfeiting. Somebody used it before. It was such a good printer that people were using it to make counterfeit $5 bills. And I, I don't remember his exact words, but the way he responded to that, I couldn't tell if a light went off in his head or. No, I totally. Or if he was trying to appeal to the. No, I absolutely took that as he used that printer to counterfeit $5 bills back in Chicago. Oh, so it like struck a nerve? Yeah, not even struck a nerve. <laughs> it just jogged the memory. And he was trying to like, uh, you know how you have that reaction and and, yeah, and, yeah. and your body tells you like, do do a nonverbal communication to show that you know what you're talking about? And he's like fighting it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to give it away that I know what you're talking about. Like, right. I was there. I was the one counterfeiting the $5 bills. <laughs> right. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a that's a good interpretation. That that's probably way more correct. Because the, the whole time it's it's like uh, I I saw him going to an interview for like a copy copier salesman as uh, he he's just looking for something to occupy his time. Like I didn't think he was looking for an actual job. So you know he he was just kind of like in a weird mode where like he was kind of going through the motions in his natural. Mm. response to a lot of stuff is just to kind of like, like oh ain't, ain't that a thing that is i don't know I, 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 I don't know i i i thought it came off to me as though he was actually looking for a job okay i think he was really cool. trying to get a position and kind of case the place yeah you know. i i didn't yeah i didn't get the case I, I, I did you pick up on that first when he looked at the Hummel figurine that he was actually kind of casing it? I thought he was just feeling remorseful for what he did to good old Irene. I um, because he even says he's I, like, I oh, agree. I, no, I, I he think even mentions. I think I think he was it, yeah. It hit him like oh man, poor Irene, which we said many times, poor Irene. And then he realized oh you know I fucked her over, which is confirmed, mm-hmm. foreshadowing again later in the episode. Right. Um, but yeah, because I was thinking you know the Alpine Shepherd boy, but. That that's what I feeling I got was, you know, oh man, Irene, like I, I kind of want to make up men's with Irene. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm not necessarily saying he was casing the place, um, with the intent to. Uh, no, he wasn't. I'm gonna I'm gonna retract that statement. He didn't go in there looking to rip them off. He went in there just to interview for a job. Ah, gotcha. I thought I thought he was like thinking that he was gonna like steal the doll for. Irene or something. <laughs> well, yeah, now absolutely he is. I think that's where that's going. But that wasn't his intent going. He didn't know they had the figurine when he went there. Right, right, you know, right. It's one you. of those like, mm. oh, well, this is a uh, convenient. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just right place, right time kind of deal. Like, exactly. Ah, ain't that some shit? Like an opportunist. Yeah, totally. Totally. He is being an opportunist. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and I think first uh, now that I'm thinking about it. That's probably why he turned the job down. Once he saw the figurine, he starts concocting Mm -hmm. this plan like, I'm going to get this for Irene. He's going to have Mike do it. We'll get to that later. Um, Mm -hmm. So then he's like, well, I can't work for these guys now. I'm about to rob them. 
<laughs> you know. Oh, nice. So I want to make nice. this impression on them like I'm this crazy salesman that and then I'm going to leave thinking like I never want to see these guys again. You know. Nice. You know what, Dave? I I didn't I guess I didn't even put that all together, but that puts what happens next into like a better context for me because you know, first off, they kind of give them the whole like, oh well, you know, in not so many words, like, oh well, we'll call you if we're interested. Which, by the way, walking out of an interview is the worst fucking feeling in the world. Yes, I've- it is the worst fucking thing in the world because you never know where you stay. Well, a, a lot of times you don't know where you stand, and a lot of times it's usually pretty obvious that you're not their guy. Right, right. But um, don't call us; we'll call you. Yeah. Right, and then Jimmy goes back in and sells himself to them to show that he can do it. Right, and then he scoffs in their face because they're basically <laughs> idiots for hiring him. Which a lot of that doesn't hold water. Well, I guess he brings up background checks, but he's like, "You don't even know who I am." It's like, well, yeah, you'd be a new hire, so they probably don't right. know who you are. But, uh, but that's if he's going to steal that shit for Irene, then do you think it's kind of runs parallel to like? What Mike was doing, like uh, putting a face to the, putting a face to the name to the actions, like and so like what Jimmy's gives- do, what what Jimmy's doing, is what Lydia thinks of Mike's actions. Mm-hmm. She because she thinks that showing your face is a bad thing, right? Where, or Mike is like, no, I'm legitimizing a fucking paycheck, mm-hmm. um, which we nailed on preview with a prior, yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, so I think, but I, I I don't know if Jimmy thought that far into it. I think he was just like, you know what? I'm not taking this job. I'm going to mess with these guys a little bit. Um, I'm going to show them that I can sell because that's what I do, and that is what he does. Mm-hmm. He's totally right about the whole speech that lawyers are salesmen. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he calls them suckers to their face. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, I don't know, maybe, maybe he wants to leave a certain impression I don't know. I don't know if he thought that far through. That's that's uh Yeah, it was just it, it was just I I guess I was just trying to get the character's motivation, which again, those of you out there listening, you, you guys are often better at putting this into words than Dave and I. Yes. But um you're right. So okay, so he he goes in, sells himself, and then scoffs at him when they're like, "Yeah, you're hired." And he's like, ha, "Idiots, pretty much." Right. <laughs> like that was as like suckers. <laughs> and then and then at that moment I was like, "Oh, well, Obviously, he realized that being in the law is kind of his meal ticket, so he's just going to go back to that. But then, no, he goes out in the car, uh, out to the car in the parking lot, and then he makes another phone call for his next interview, which is just an equally shittier, right, or an equally shitty sales position, basically. Right? Wasn't another he, sales job? Yeah, or it was like some low-level manager, right? It wasn't like he uh. was like. It wasn't like it was like an interview for CEO of Boeing aircraft or shit. You know, it was right. like another. Which, you know, no offense to copy salesmen and people out there. You work for Xerox or whatever. Hey, more power to you. I'm just saying, like, like it's not like it's a prestigious position to be running a Kinko's or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Umbridge, you know sir. I mean? Umbridge. Like, it, I'm just I'm just. That's going to lead to so many bad reviews from Kiko employees. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> look, like, I, I run hotels for a living, right? Yeah. I like I'm the boss of my hotel. I am the man, right? Yeah. And 
even I would be like, as proud as I am and as much as I love doing what I do and as much as other people have this like romantic idea of what the fuck a hotel manager does, <laughs> if somebody was like, well, you know, that, that's cool. You're the man there. But let's face it. It's not like you're like vice president <laughs> yeah. of Chase Bank. I'd be like, yeah, well, you know, ex- excellent point. You know what I mean? So it's right. like, well, well, I do okay. And while, uh, you know, I have a little bit of authority and stuff like that, let's face it. My job, it's not like I'm fucking like governor or some shit, you know? So I guess that was basically my point was it's not like, it's not like it's like, I don't need to be a copy salesman because my next interview is for like CFO (laughs) of fucking Whole Foods or something. Like, no, it's just like another, (laughs) it's a parallel move to the job he just got and pissed him off, like told him to piss off. You know what I well, mean? I think but that's, seen, but that's, that's the level he's targeting. I'm sure all of his interviews are probably around that level because he feels like this is what I can get if I'm looking for a job. He's not. He's not sitting there going like I'm qualified to be, you know, the next Colonel Sanders, CEO of KFC. Mm-hmm. He's just like, well, I can get an, I can get an entry level sales position. You know, gotcha. That's what I can okay. get. Um, all right. And two notes on this scene. One is it's nice to see Uncle Frank in a straight role. Yeah. Always sunny in Philadelphia fans. Um, <laughs> he always plays some creepy dude. The the uh, Neff, Mr. Neff. Mm-hmm. He always plays somebody creepy, and it's nice to see him just fucking be a normal person, even though he he's a sucker, apparently. <laughs> and, uh, oh, there was another note that I had. He walked out. Oh, interesting that it's a copier sales place. When the whole thing with Chuck was about shit that Jimmy did with a copier. With a copier, yeah. That this ties in with. He he knows how this shit works, man. He does. He does. <laughs> from the from the mail room to driving his brother to sabotaging his brother to now needing money because he's a lawyer, kind of. <laughs> like kind of Well, he's in between uh he's in between yeah. practices right now. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> he's got right. a one year suspension, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the next scene, my only notes are here, and it must not have been too notable. Mike gets a phone call, and I just put um, uh, Mike's at a playground, and he answer he answers his phone like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> right? Doesn't he just answer his phone? He's like, he's like, yeah, like yeah. that's it, right? Like it's just like, yeah, yeah. He's short. Yeah. Okay. Well, even that okay. voicemail later when Jimmy calls him, I had to rewind it to see if that was Mike. Because it's so just like, yeah, I'm not here. Mm-hmm. Leave a message. <laughs> right, right, right. Which is why we so yeah. want to get him on the podcast, because we want those kind of answers to our questions. Yeah. <laughs> my Filed my notes. By him. Here's my notes on that whole scene. Uh, Kaylee swinging. Mike meeting. That's it. Moving on. Okay, go. Cool. <laughs> well, the, the next scene is the same scene. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, and I, I love you know, and then, I love his entrance into the building. When yeah, just, into he, like he scoffs at the bronze statue. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I I wrote Mike's in a Mayan temple for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> he's, what, he's on the temple level from uh, from Goldeneye. He's probably got proximity mines in like the golden. Uh, oh yeah, he's ready to go. <laughs> slappers only. Slappers, That's when it gets real. Slappers only in the temple. That's right. One yeah, shot. License. One shot kill. Slappers only. Right, yeah. Isn't that license to kill? License to kill slappers only in the temple. <laughs> or the stacks. The stacks is a pretty good one, too. The stacks, 
the stacks is where you started in the vent and you dropped down on the toilet. Oh yeah. So that was that was always the best place to put a proximity mine because there was no way not to die. It's a it's a if somebody it's was, an instant double respawn. Yeah. Like respawn, exactly. boom, respawn. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, yeah, that, I I just found that kind of funny. I was, I was like, where the, where the, did did we go to Mexico? Like, did we go to <laughs> did we go to Mexico four hundred years ago? I love that. No, it's. Love the showiness of the place because that my next note is that is a big ass table for two people, <laughs> right? It's a power <laughs> move, right? It was like the original Batman when they're like right, they're using an intercom to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, total power move in the dark. Everything's all dark and like golden bronze and yeah. yeah. And it's pretty much what we discussed in a preview with the prior. You know, Mike mm-hmm. was giving a face to the name on the check, and uh, Lydia was just kind of pissed that he was there. Did not expect Lydia's reaction like that. I I don't think we said that. I don't know if I said that it, Lydia was going to react that way. Um, I, I think we glossed over what we thought her reaction would be. I think we talked more about Mike's motivation for yeah. doing that. So that was yeah. When he's just like, you know, what's up? And she's like, well, I'm looking for an explanation. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, that yeah. was that was yeah, interesting. And he, and he pretty much threw all of her arguments back at her because right. she was like, well, what if what if I were to say this did this and he's like well i would just say the same thing when she says what if i ask you to reconsider i actually wrote that down what if i ask you to reconsider and he's like well i would ask you to do the same thing right i guess guess we're at an impasse here and guess who's not going to change their plans this guy everybody yeah yeah (laughs) yeah just it's just a volley back and forth yeah you know I, I don't think they've came to you know they didn't come to any real agreement, but at least they were both now familiar where where the other stands. Yeah, well, in, in, in typical organized crime crime fashion, that uh, now it's on mm-hmm. oh, that now it's on Gus. You know, right? You know, you have Gus's respect. I suggest you keep it. Meaning, if he's going to vouch for you, you can keep doing it. But if you fuck mm-hmm. up with Gus, now you're fucking up with me. Right. Yeah. Totally. Right. But so it, the, it's uh, just twins- nice to be validated. Officially yeah. validated that I was right that Mike was just a cover story. Like the whole awesome scene from the previous episode was just a cover story to legitimize the paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well done. Well done. I'll give you two points on that one. So now you're up three zip. Sweet. Well, you have points too. Yeah. I just don't notice. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I get those silent points. <laughs> yeah. I'll start throwing okay. them out there when I when I notice because you had some good calls ah. earlier. Yeah. Um. So the twins are finally at Hector's. Let's, Hector's bed at the hospital. The, the murder twins, please. The murder twins. Sorry, the murder. The murder twins uh, show up at uh, Hector's bed at the hospital, and uh, apparently, okay. So is the doctor that was there from John Johns Hopkins, Hopkins was right? Was that was that a plant or did it just really coincidentally some dude came in from John Hopkins Hospital? No, I, and right? I, I did. I was going to mention this earlier. Um, when when the the mob doctor is inspecting, he inspects Hector, and then he has a conversation with Gus. He says he's like, "Dude, like Hector's getting really good care." Mm-hmm. Um, which I think we 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 glossed over my favorite fucking line of the whole episode. Okay, if it correlates to this, just bring us back. Yeah, when when uh, when when the doctor says uh, in the end, and he says that twice, so you know it's important. In the end, I can think of no better judgment. Of this man, and Gus is like, I decide what he deserves. Yeah, that's almost like I am the one who knocks. You know, it's a very right, 
very Breaking Bad uh, Heisenberg, you know, I am the decider kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So, and he tells him, like, so the doctor says he's getting really good care. Um, you might get a little bit better at Johns Hopkins, which is obviously one of the premier hospitals. Uh, but I don't know. You know, it might not be. So then this doctor is Gus paid. I think it's I, I think it's Gus's grant. He gave the hospital right. to get yeah. the do- Johns Hopkins doctor. That's a real doctor. And Gus is the mysterious donor of the grant. Yeah, you know what? You're you're 100 percent right. That's obviously what that is. I just didn't put that together. But that that's. That's the only way that can go. There's no real coincidences in this. So yeah, you're you're 100 yeah. there. I just didn't pick up on that for whatever reason. So and did did you pick up on how the the other doctor that was the previous doctor keeps glancing at the twins and as soon as she's like, well, we can team up on this. He's like, nope, your case. I'm out. Like these guys scare the nope. shit. These guys scare the shit out of me. I'm out of here. Yeah, but he was also kind of like, he was also kind of like starstruck, right? Like he was he was kind of like I. Maybe I, because yeah. I've watched this episode twice now, and then I kind of feel like he was like, "Oh my god, somebody's from like John Hopkins. This is awesome! Like, do you need it? Like, hey, I'm I'm your boy. You know, this is what I'm passionate uh, about. You're like at the top of the you're at the top of the league. You know, because she also was kind of like, no, like if I'm remembering this correctly, she kind of gave him the impression like, no, I got yeah. this, I got this out of control. And then he's like, all right, well, I'll leave them because like he's showing deference to her, like. Because he was all uh, like, no. I feel like he, I feel he was starstruck. Like, holy shit, somebody in my profession who's like one of the king shits mm-hmm. is here, and then she doesn't want his help. And he's like, hey, you're you're the man. I'm out of here. But look, obviously you know where I work. But you're the, you're you, you know you are the woman. Like this is you know what I mean. I I would like ag- if- I would agree with you, and I would give you a point if he didn't glance at the twins every time that was mentioned. Yeah, I, I, you I know, think he was. Just that's the way. To put I, that's, and- that's the way I took that because, like you just said, nothing's an accident in this show, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it seemed yeah. like a meaningful look. Like he looks over at these intimidating figures. Like I, I, I just don't want to be here. Like I have an excuse to get out of here. That's, that's awesome. All right. Maybe All it's right. Col- yeah, I noticed column A, column B, half a point. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I I noticed the glances too, but I didn't take that as he was using it as an excuse to leave. I think it's just their or presence. Some, was sometimes just, when you're starstruck, you do glance over at the other people in the room, like you know who this like, fuck, huh, like huh? you know who this is. Like, do you guys get what I'm going through right here? Like this, yeah. this is this is the shit. You know? Yeah, I that happens. I guess too. I I just took it as they're just generally menacing, so his attention keeps getting diverted. Also, very true. Yeah. You know, at one point he's super excited because there's an expert in his field there. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, these uh, very intimidating gentlemen with like ridiculously pointy boots who don't say a single damn word, right? Are except to us when they talk to us there. on the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, he was super. <laughs> First off, Louis was very nice. He was awesome. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was super. Uh, quick note for those of you who may not know, Louis and his brother. Got the job and never acted before. No, Lou, uh, his brother had not. Yeah, he had. Yeah, he had to coach. Yeah, that's right. He had to coach his brother through it, and uh, right. it's a very awesome story of man, like having the high standards and 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 not his brother wasn't good enough, and he had to like get him into the mindset of a murder twin. Yeah, the, the intensity, very cool. Yeah, way cool, way cool. So. That's what I took away from that scene. I love how pretty much the advice was, well, talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, so, the, so the brain so, can re... Right. And they all, 
they all struggle because typically in this situation, it would be loved ones and family. But even the folks that work for Hector hate his guts. <laughs> so right. now, so I, I thought it was really funny. The only thing they could think to talk to him about was the business and then the generic, <laughs> the well, generic like, hey, you're looking good. Yeah, well, they don't, cause they don't have, and, and that my note on that is speak to Hector, super awkward. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like when you run into your coworker at a barbecue, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, well, I don't yeah. know you personally. I only know you through business. So we're just going to talk about business. Oh, and, and by the way, that's a nice shirt you're wearing. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's kind of humid today. today and uh, those bratwurst taste pretty good. Um, but, you know, <laughs> the, the yeah. next shipment will be in on time. And, uh, you know, the boss says everything's going great. Yeah. Yep. So, but that's also what is important to Hector, too. So, in a way, that's a good thing because. Like Hector's life is running this business, and uh, mm-hmm. so maybe that would be the thing to get him to trigger him to get those synapses working again, as they say. Yeah, totally. Well, that's what makes it great. They don't really have anything of personally of note to say to Hector, but they do talk to him about the one thing that he probably gives a shit about, right? Which is the most impersonal thing, probably to them, right? Plus the generic, like, oh, but you know, like, uh, and then Nacho's like. like his like, what do you call that? When he says like, you're going to get through this and you're going to be stronger. But inside he's just like, God damn it. I don't want yeah. you to get through this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> swallowing that, swallowing that emotion. Right. That's a good he's, job by Michael Mando on that one for sure. Yeah. His, uh, you know, his words said one thing, but you know, his heart had its fingers crossed. That's right. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Gus is uh sweeping the parking lot he's quite the hands-on boss isn't he yeah well i mean you gotta be he's always every he's always being shown sweeping cleaning up taking care of his own place i know you're that kind of a boss i've worked for people Mm -hmm. that are not yeah you know well you know it's it's my my wife's family in the small town that we're actually from there was like one gas station two generations ago and it happened to be owned by my wife's grandfather Mm -hmm. and from the time he bought that after World War II until um, until the day that he couldn't work there anymore when he got cancer, every morning, no matter what, rain or shine, he was sweeping the sidewalk. There you or go. He was sweeping the he was sweeping the parking lot of the gas station. And I and I asked my wife, and I'm like, well, what do you do in the winter? You know, because we get like crazy snows, and she'd be mm-hmm. like, well, they'd plow it, and then he'd go sweep it. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so that's. That's a very old school thing, you know? Which is fun, yeah, because, I mean, uh, when I was at CRC in Chicago, Mm -hmm. I was the one sweeping the sidewalks and shelving the snow, and I was an unpaid intern. Yeah, my (laughs) my wife and I. But goddamn, we own a boss, whatever, you know, pick up a shovel or a broom. You know, my wife owns a business in Chicago. She sweeps the front of it every day. I I sweep the little patch of sidewalk there if she doesn't. You know, it's just just what you do when you're a business owner, you know? Yeah. But, um, also, you don't have time for Lydia's bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He pretty much solved that the easiest way possible. Just get Mike a badge. Yeah. Give, well, <laughs> get, give him a badge and stop calling me. Right. I got better shit to do, like sweep sweep up this foil right. that blew directly into my dustpan before I could sweep it. <laughs> All right. Big scene. Kim storms Hamlin's office. Yeah, but first she pauses at the picture of Chuck. I really noted that because at first I was like, what the hell is she looking at? I didn't realize it was HHM at first. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, is this HHM? And then, she, yeah, the picture of Chuck, I was like, because that kind of prepped her for the scene. You know? Yeah. She looked at the picture, then all of that came rushing in. And so that was like more fuel to the fire as she's mm-hmm. running in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Hamill starts making his, his offer, you know, gives her like the letter and the check. And makes the offer like, oh, Jimmy can get whatever the fuck isn't burnt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he can he can yeah. pick out anything. You know, the garage is intact minus intact minus some water damage. But it, you know, if you find something, <laughs> it, it's it's yours. Well, I was I like, cool, bro. Did I? I guess I found it interesting. He's liquidating the estate. Just well, if he's the executor, yeah. But I, mean, well, I, mean, I guess you know, it's it? not really a livable house. You can't flip it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Well, that's part of the liquidation, right? If you sell the property and you and you turn an asset into money, that's liquidation. So, so he's doing his job. He's basically just yeah, yeah, sell, selling everything, you know, and uh, selling everything and getting the money for it, and it'll be up to him to divvy it up, which apparently is through some sort of bullshit scholarship committee. That's <laughs> a big part of it. Well, he didn't. There wasn't then, an amount, right? He didn't say how much was. Uh, the scholarship was founded with no but it, yeah what what i got out of it was is uh kim saw the whole five thousand dollars thing right from right from the start because it's just enough to yeah. sound like a ton of pretty much it's just enough to sound like a ton of money but it's nothing especially in compared to compared to like the assets that chuck apparently well had, he right? li- he had literally received a three million dollar check five days before <laughs> right <laughs> so it's like out of this, out of this, here's five thousand dollars, and then it was under the pretense that the rest of the liquidation of shit would go into a scholarship fund. Like, hey, Jimmy could be on the board of directors on that, so he's not even running right. it. He just has, he just has like probably a one, one of the ten votes of the board of directors <laughs> for the scholarship right. fund that she even makes a good note of. You know, like that he would never, in a, like Chuck and never in a million years would give Jimmy that scholarship yeah. had that been in place prior. But like, oh, go ahead and sit on this bullshit. And, uh, you know, combined with the the five uh, the five grand, Kim kind of loses it a bit. Well, I, 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 I wanted to note something before you get mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I noticed, because she says, what was this, $4,000? Because that's the standard amount. So it is a little more right, than the right. standard amount. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just kind of that struck me, you know, because it wasn't the minimum, you know, it was almost like a little extra. So I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if that's a like, hey, a good thing, like, or like he tried. Yeah, like that was a that would that was uh, Howard's idea of a goodwill gesture was like, hey, typically we do four. I'm just gonna go ahead and toss another grand on that. <laughs> stack. Well, I don't know if I want to be like that flippant about it, but I don't know. I just noticed <laughs> that it was it was more than usual, I guess, mm-hmm. or or it could just be the way it was written and not not that right. thought into right sometimes we look right. too deep into things because we're an analysis podcast that's true that's true that is one of our worst habits <laughs> <laughs> um but she kind of lays into hamlin yeah well it's she it hit me when when the when they first started talking about rooting through the ashes and mm-hmm. then kim's just like well he doesn't want it and then right that's when i was started going like ooh. Like, yeah. ooh, where's Kim going with this? Like, okay, so she, mm-hmm. my whole thing about her noticing Jimmy whistling was out right there. Like, that was the moment where I was like, right. okay, she doesn't think Jimmy was being an asshole. So you were right. Three points for you. Thank you, sir. 
for for the you whole know, like you know maybe he went a little crazy because he's a little overwhelmed with the situation. Yeah, and you know here's another thing I was thinking too is like um, is Kim went there under her own volition, right? Because Jimmy seemed to not really care, and it's not like he yeah. gave. As far as we saw, he didn't give her any directive. Like, hey, if you don't got shit going on today, could you do me a favor? Stop by Hamlin's office. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Well, like, it, she. Because, it, it, I didn't know what the meeting was about when she mentioned it, but she when she's like, "You're not going to the meeting," so she assumed that they were going together. Ah, gotcha. the whole okay. time, I think, because they're a couple, so they're in this together. Yeah. Right, I guess. I, I just took it as, like, I think she's aware of, like, he has that on the docket for the day. And then he's just like, no, you know, like, Howard can call me. Like, he knows how to get a hold of me yeah. if he really needs to. Right. You know, so she was just asking pretty much. Because she asked him, like, what, do you, what are you doing today? And he's like, oh, I want to be a mid-level manager for a regional copier company for whatever reason. And, right. And she's like, wait a minute, wait, you're, you're doing that instead of going to this meeting? And he's like, no, that's cool. Howard can call me. He knows how to get a hold of me. Well, that's the thing about Wills is need not be present to win. That's true. You that's know, true. You can send re- in your, re- redeem your, your proof of purchase. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... But I, I like to think she went there under her own volition in an effort to make sure that Jimmy's taken care of. Like, I don't, I don't think she got any direction or even had plans to go with him because it's not like she was that motivated in the morning, right? Well, maybe that was the meaningful glance at Chuck's picture was like, fuck you. All right, let's fucking do this. I'm going to lay into Howard. Yeah. You know, because she's obviously been stewing on this. Mm-hmm. Since since the big confession, mm-hmm. which she did not, she took umbrage with, as mm-hmm. it were. As it were? Yeah. The thought occurred to me, one of the notes I made was PFAB's body language during that whole thing. Well acted by him, because while she's, while she's berating him, it was totally like a little, like a child. Yeah. When you catch a child doing something and they don't know how to react, all they know is that they're in deep shit, like somebody's just pissed off at them, and they're like, uh, uh, you know, so like, they kind of like fidget their fingers, even though they're like trying to stand up straight and pay attention and give like respect to whoever's yeah. But they're like, ah, uh, I don't really know, you know, like what what do I do? I thought yeah. it was cool, but like I'm obviously not. Well, like and like and when the parent is like, why did you do that? And the child really doesn't know. Or like I I really didn't think your side of it. Like I was so self involved with my own feelings. Right, right. Yeah, and and and, it, and that carried through even when he was like, even when he said, um. Uh, uh, what 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 can I do to make it better? Right, yeah, <laughs> you know, like 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 a, like a kid breaks an heirloom. Like, oh, my, I can glue it. Like, what can, what can I do to? I can help you glue this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was, it was very much like that. Yeah, totally. That was that was all. I mean, excellent on Ray Seahorn for just like that super dramatic speech and just lacing Committed. into him. Yeah, committing. Yeah, committing. Like the eyes were getting red and watery, and like I mean, they might not even been acting on freaking PFAB's part. Like he better because I've. You know, but having worked on film sets, I've encountered that sometimes like you see some people argue in a scene and you're like, holy shit, is this person really fucking pissed off? Like, have we stopped acting? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. A great, great performances all around on that one, I think. Totally. Um, next scene, I just have Jimmy comes home. They totally do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, Kim filing. Jim, mm-hmm. Jimmy Ford. Mm-hmm. No letter. Mm. Make out. Do it. Jimmy gets up. <laughs> did did it ever show if he brought home Thai or Mexican food? It did show him bring food, uh, but I don't know 
the carryout boxes well enough to discern that. Okay. Well, if anybody out there can figure out if we brought home Thai or Mexican food, oh, let us know because that's chicken scratch. Kim filing Jimmy Food. No letter. Not Jimmy Ford. It was Jimmy Food. Jimmy, so yeah, he did have food. Okay. Well, he drives a, <laughs> he drives a Ford Esteem. So, right. Well, that's why I thought you were going. I'm like, no, did it, it was it's Tar food. Again? Like, okay. I was right. watching this late at night. Um. Yeah. So before we get to the next thing, what do you mm-hmm. think is going to happen with the letter? Do you think he'll ever see the letter? What if the letter is a check for eight million dollars? Oh my god! It'd be great if if the letter turns out to be a check and he just tears it up. That's one of those because that's one of the you see that happen in shows before, right? Where it's like, right? You don't think you're going to get anything, but I'm going to put it in this letter that I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to you don't you're not going to want to read it. So you will be rewarded if you swallow your pride and read the letter. Well, maybe that's maybe that's uh, foreshadowed a little bit where she's like, "What what is this, Howard? One more screw you from beyond the grave." Maybe Jimmy will see right. it that way too. Tear up the check, and then somewhere down the line, Howard will be like, what the fuck is your problem? That was like millions of dollars because, you know, like, look, the state, the settlement or whatever, I only gave you like $5,000, but in that that letter was some other legal document or whatever where somehow you're entitled to millions of dollars, and now you you just messed all that up. Yeah, it's like that. You know, I was thinking of that. It's like a story, one of those parables where, like, the kid wanted Mm -hmm. a car for graduation or something, and the dad gave him, like, a book. And then he like yeah. throws the book in his dad's face and storms out, but inside the book was the key to a car. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. One of those life lessons. So maybe I, that'd be yeah, maybe, Yeah. Maybe the $5,000 was just legal mumbo jumbo mm-hmm. type deal that they had to go through in the envelope as the check for the real money. No, it's probably a, a letter saying that um, uh, I, I really did not not care about you. I actually did care about you. One of those things. Yeah. Thinking that, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, know. because I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with he intentionally pushed him away. So he intentionally pushed him away by saying he never really cared for him that much. And so to me, it would I feel it would be counterintuitive for him to. Well, maybe I guess if he was remorseful. Yeah, I mean, for doing that prior why, to why would you need to? I mean, if it was to double down on what he said, that doesn't make any sense either. <laughs> that, you know, that'd be awesome. I, if I, that's I have what pushed it was. you away, and by the way, go fuck yourself and the horse you rode in on and ride. <laughs> yeah, it. wouldn't that be wouldn't <laughs> that be awesome? Like he, like Jimmy opens it up, and all this says was, "Dear Jimmy, I meant that shit." Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> reach cold for reach too. for the stars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just totally cold hearted. Uh. That'd be that'd be stone cold. Ah. Uh, all right, moving on. Jimmy's on primitive eBay, <laughs> looking for that Hummel. Figure. I call it pre-bay. Yeah, pre-bay, pre-bay. <laughs> nice. And uh, he offer he calls to offer Mike a job. Yeah, the well, he's looking at the v- Bavarian boy because I was thinking I thought it might have been the Alpine Shepherd boy. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it looked like. I apologize to our listeners. Right. Um, but yeah, I know it's the, it's the Bavarian boy, mm-hmm. and uh, it's worth eight thousand dollars. Are Hummel figurines a real thing, or is that something specifically made for Better Call Saul? Um, I'm on my computer. I can Google it right now. Because I know there's like precious moments and all these other <laughs> precious moments. Love is uh, snow babies. Oh, they're real as fuck. Nintendo, 
At, Nintendo Amiibos. The, the, the first, the first three Hummels to pick, uh, pop up on Google Images are worth over three hundred dollars. So that's a real thing. Wow. Oh, okay. Awesome. Well, Hummel figurines. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to start getting get my mom to, today. I'm gonna have to get my mom to collect those because she collects those ones with the faceless people. Uh, and I swear to God, those things fucking come alive at night and walk around her house. They are creepy <laughs> as shit, man. My mom collects. Uh, they're they're literally called snow babies, Aww. and they come out with they come out with a new set every Christmas, and they cost like seventy bucks a figurine. And uh, <laughs> I was just thinking, off, I call snow babies uh, children born from cocaine addicts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was gonna go. I was gonna go with like that's a pretty good racist name for a white person. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what's up, snow baby? That's awesome. <laughs> awesome <sighs> all right so but my Moving thing on. i i did note uh he calls mike and is this for irene i think he's going to try and get him to steal that for irene to make amends mm -hmm. i don't see a nefarious thing because like it could be interpreted if irene gets this fucking eight thousand dollar homo figurine all the people you know the whole plot line before where she had all the nice things and was getting new shit well yeah and well and presumably it's something that be it's if it's worth eight thousand dollars, presumably it's a really rare one. So yeah. it's kind of like a it's a grand gesture. Yeah, I think it's I think he's going for a grand gesture for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, Jimmy McGill, he's a rat scallion with a heart of gold. That's right. Kind of. Rat scallion, by the way, a word not used enough in today's not modern nearly. society. Not nearly. Moving on, Nacho and Arturo go to get the uh, cocaine and they're screwed out of a brick. That's right. And they rolled up in a four four two. And how do I know that? Because the camera was sitting there when the card pulled up to it for like the third time in the episode. A, f a what? A 442. A 442? An Oldsmobile 442. Man, that's like 442. That's like 30 something. That's awesome. <laughs> what? Four, four times four times two. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, that, that is that is what it isn't like four bill carb, four something, 400 cubic inch, or is that the size of the engine? I can't remember what 442 means. I don't know, dude. I, I don't know cars, and apparently I can't even do basic math. I've always been a fan of the 442, so that is, I, I, I think they're badass muscle cars, personally. Okay. Yeah. 32s. Awesome. And if not, All listeners, right. change my mind. Mm. Yeah. Prove me wrong. That's right. <laughs> uh, pretty much they're like, yo, uh, Salamanca's gets six. And the uh, whoever was on the other side of the table, I can't even think of their names now. We're, that was Victor, right? It, it may have been. I, I I started losing it in my notes. But let's just put it this way. The Salamanca team, Team Salamanca wanted their extra brick. Team Gus was like, well, you're obviously weakened because your big dog is in the hospital. So we're going to assert ourselves, give you five. And now Team Salamanca had to show that they were still in charge by threatening to start, uh, st well, starting to threaten to start a shootout. Well, Nacho fucking, not, of all people, Nacho's the one that pulls the gun out. Right. Because we're expecting him not to. Basically, right? Like, is he? He's really going to be the one that like is like pulls out the muscle because he's trying to get out. But you know, sometimes when you're trying to get out, you act like you're not trying to get out. Right. Cover story. I got you. It's a cover story. Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, he does the whole, do you really want to really want to do this? Nice, casual, badassery from Nacho. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't like the whole, yeah, that's what I thought thing. <laughs> after they after they give up the brick. Yeah. I don't know. A little tropey, but I didn't notice it. Yeah. I didn't even write that down, so didn't notice it. But uh, on a side note, uh, 442, it's, uh, it derives from the uh, four-barrel carburetor, four-speed manual transmission, and dual exhausts. Mm-hmm. Four, four, two. Mm-hmm. And with with a sum of thirty two, so that's nice. Right, that's nice. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, a sum. Uh, it would be. Feel a, free to would, cut out my it, previous attempt at that joke. It was better phrased the second time. It would be. A, it would actually be a sum of ten because sum means adding. But yeah, go ahead. Oh well, whatever. <laughs> Hi, I have a master's degree. <laughs> I run. I have no that degree. That's <laughs> yeah. I have I have a vocational school certification. I have I have a master's degree and run a multi-million dollar hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm self-employed with a vocational school school certification. <laughs> oh, uh, math, M A F. All right. So they're they're walking out kind of uh cock of the walk thinking they're super awesome cuz they just Yo, they they stood their ground, man. They did yeah. T.O. proud. They're like, yo, Salamanca still run this shit. Right. And uh, that that's how you get a bag over the head. That is. My notes on that are bag Arturo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bag Arturo. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about, man. Right? Why else would Jimmy in the desert yeah. a year or whatever down the line, why else would he think that because of, that might be a calling card of Gus, right? No, I, I think that it's I'm, – I'm not against you on that it, he knows it's like has something to do with Gus. Mm-hmm. I'm against you on that it's, it's specifically related to um, Hector because Gus says in the next line, I know it was you that did that. Yeah. So he wouldn't bag Jimmy for it if he knows that Nacho did it. It's got to be something no, but else. I, it's got to be something. I else. think that's kind of like a calling card. Oh, totally a calling of, card. Of Gusto. So like, he, so when to your point when, that Jimmy knows it's Gus behind it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. At some point, right? Like that's what I'm saying. This this whole this episode is is all this is what goes back to that scene in Breaking Bad. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you half of that. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. So my only other note, is, well, I have a couple notes on that. Uh, one, even watching somebody acting with a bag wrapped around their head with a zip tie is very anxiety-inducing. I, uh, I absolutely agree. That's a and it's a great name for the episode now. Anxiety-inducing. No, breathe, breathe. Yeah, because our trio like, can't. Like I've been pretty, you know, anybody that's ever heard me over the past five years talk about stuff, right? Like. I, I don't really get like I can't get into horror movies because I'm always like all right, well, it's it's a movie this obviously isn't happening mm-hmm. yes it's enjoyable but no it's not scary right <laughs> right right oh yeah I I get that gun standoff is intense but it's obviously make believe so no I'm not on the edge of my seat unless you're Brandon this Lee is, <laughs> right <laughs> this is <laughs> then it says. Then it's as real as it gets. <laughs> Two but, straight episodes with a reference to the Lee family, by the way. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> but this is one where watching that, I was actually wincing. It's almost too... Ah! It was almost... Yeah, it was, it was too good. 
The, it was too and, well done. It's, and a lot of it, let's give props to the editors. Because those, totally. those things, having just shot, I literally, the last scene that I shot with the TV pilot I'm working on was somebody choking somebody with handcuffs. Um, ah. That takes a lot, of edi- a lot of editing to be believable because shooting it, it is not. Because it's safe. You know, you have to be, right. it has to be no risk. It's a stunt. So the mm-hmm. editing of that, like it was done, in, it was man smooth as shit. Yeah, like the close-ups on the face and and the, and the redness and you know that's makeup and yeah, right. I, and that totally got me too. And I and I, I was sitting there watching this, going like, Nacho, like go cut a hole in the mouth, do like do something. Do something. You know, I, I thought before we, I guess before I go back to this thing real quick, but but I, that's how I totally thought how it was going to end. I thought Gus and his crew was going to walk off and Nacho was going to have the opportunity. Mm. Like, I thought they were making a point. But I did no. until that was my thought in the back of my head. Like, the way to calm my anxiety was that, okay, Nacho's going to get a moment. He's going to be able to save Arturo. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll, he'll be able to pop a right. hole in the bag. But then when they zoom out and there's two thugs there standing over him, I was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. he can't. He's still <laughs> right. He's, he's got to watch it. Yeah. Which which is something Gus did in Breaking Bad too, right? He yeah. made Walter and Jess watch him execute somebody right. pretty viciously. Uh, my only other thought was, so intense scene. Like I said, it's one of the few things when I watch, I, I it made me reel back, right? Mm-hmm. But then I started dying laughing because when Gus said, "You are mine," it reminded me of uh, Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movie, oh where he pretty much tells the fighters, <laughs> like, really. He's like, same, it's the same cadence and everything where it's like, your soul is mine. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much. Get over here. Like, yeah, like Gus was, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I know that wasn't supposed to come off like that, but that made me die laughing. Was You know what that was? Mine. That was just a cathartic release from the tension mm-hmm. of the previous shot. It, it, it may have been. Mm-hmm. It may have been. And then it just goes black. In the credits. And I have to say goodbye to my favorite haircut of the whole show. Your favorite haircut? Yeah. Arturo's haircut. haircut? Oh. The shaved sides (laughs) with the pulled back. Oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah. Classic Arturo. Classic Classic 90s middle school haircut there. Totally. Totally. So overall, great episode. I I really liked it. Like Mm -hmm. I said, it's one of the few times where I was genuinely not... Not at affected, ease. Affected, I guess I would say, but like genuinely invested in the scene. Yeah, to, yeah. Between because I could watch a lot of scenes and be like, and say, and think to myself, man, that was so clever. That was so well done. Good on them. Mm-hmm. But the whole bag over the head deal kind of made me want to like escape the room almost. <laughs> and I just wanted to see Nacho go all breaking bag. Is that is that cricket still going? <laughs> is you- that cricket still going? Okay. <laughs> Did you write that in your notebook? How long have you been waiting to re- knock that one out? <laughs> uh, two seconds. Okay, gotcha. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Well, <laughs> it sounds like. Well, real quick. It sounds like one of those I thought about forever. Mm-hmm. No, most of these jokes yeah, tonight just, were just, off top of the head. I rarely write yeah. jokes in my notes. <laughs> rarely, I do. I do. <sighs> so clever. All, all, right. all in all, good so, episode. We were wrong on some things, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. I think there's a couple of character things that, you know, like you, like your uh, exception with the way Nacho acted last episode. 
Mm-hmm. Like as great as Kim's performance was, I it kind of shocked me. But then again, if she's in love with Jimmy, then she's gonna take his side. You know, yeah, she's gonna well, see his side and stick up for him, and not see through his bullshit. I guess, which we thought that she was starting to do, but now it's almost like it's coming the other way. Where it's like, well, she's not doing that. She's she's trying to care of her man. Right, I, I don't think it's mutually exclusive. I mean, I think she could still stick up for him and and notice that you know, Jimmy's being a little uh, off. Right, she can she can also help him shine his light, but also notice that the light is kind of dim a little bit. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, love love and relationships are complex, Dave. So is Howard going to kill himself now because he realizes how bad he felt about the whole thing with Chuck and Jimmy? <laughs> man i hope not but it'll definitely be what if it ruins him what if it's just a mental block he can't get past and it ruins hhm forever if if being a lawyer is being like the salesman and it's so much based on personal interactions and now there's certain things that you're going to question in your interactions with people it's going to affect your job well and not, and especially since all this hits close to home yeah. right his former paralegal kim Right, his former partner, his former friend. Everything, everything is actually rolling downhill towards Howard Hamlin. It seems. Yeah, right it's like now. Hamlin's Breaking Bad or kind of losing his shit. Yeah, know? he kind of be he's he's becoming the victim. Yeah, of his own, but of his own uh, myopic views on things. I guess maybe. Uh, no, because the way he treated maybe. Jimmy isn't myopic. That's he sees right through Jimmy now. Hmm. So well. You know, you know what? That's something we could talk about on preview with the prior. Yeah, totally. That that we'll have out before the next episode. If you listen to, if you haven't heard preview with the prior for this episode, uh, it was kind of a funny discussion. Check it out. That should have been uploaded in the morning, Monday morning. And if it wasn't, we're going to upload it anyway, just for people to listen to. It will get uploaded if it hasn't yet, but it has. Awesome. Make sure to check out our uh, our interviews with celebs in general chat over on Nothing Important Podcast, nothingimportantpodcast.com. Check out uh, Jeff and I on the uh, Rick and Morty podcast, A Plumus Among Us. Uh, you can find that at nothingimportantpodcast.com as well. The Rickest Rick and Morty hey. podcast. Yes. Is that, the how rickest. You, is that how you introduce it? Exactly. The Rickest yeah. Rick and Morty podcast. Right. <laughs> That's exactly how we introduce it every show. And... Of course, for episode 403 discussion and uh, hopefully some more interviews with the cast and crew, please uh, make sure to stay subscribed and to us here at It's All Good Man. Dave and I love doing it for you. Make sure to leave those reviews on iTunes. Make sure to check us out on Facebook or on Twitter at ISGM Podcast. Make sure to check us out on TV Time. If you got comments, suggestions, ideas, or just anything in general, please make sure to send them our way. You know, I actually got a really good email from one of our listeners, too, that you and I will be discussing on the next preview with a prior. So you can even email us, which is now the old-fashioned way to do shit, apparently. you can. <laughs> it used to be snail mail. You know, you can do it the old-fashioned way. But now the old-fashioned way is just regular email. You can do that at host at itsallgoodman.com or host at nothing important podcast or nothing important podcast at Gmail. Long story short, any way you look at it, you can get a hold of us. Thank you for listening. Spread the word. Keep watching Better Call Saul. And Dave? Call us idiots. Call us geniuses. Whatever. Just call us. Hey, 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 it's all good, man.